Welcome back to Fitness Unplugged. After hours FAQs, answering client questions from the week. I'm Adam Jacobson from Uberfit. I'm Danielle Dorochik with Black Diamond Strength. Let's go. And we have some pretty good questions we got this week. We'll so, see about that. I think so. I think so. So one of, we actually got someone that submitted a question via the interwebs. Interwebs. And this question was, what does one look for in the healthiest protein bars? They seem to be loaded with sodium. Hmm. So. It's an interesting thing to look at on the label. That's very is. trained eye, at least. Yes. Most people wouldn't look at that. So. I'm going to answer this question with a side tangent because people are afraid of sodium and they don't need to be as afraid of sodium as they are. And I think that um, I'm going to have a lot of backlash on this because the daily recommended intake of sodium by the dietary guidelines for Americans is 2,300 milligrams a day. What does that equal out to? Like... Uh, uh, a tablespoon yeah. of salt. One? One. Really? That's, That's it? it? That's it. And um, what people don't realize, like, like doctors are using sodium as, I think, a blanket mm -hmm. to not really talk about the rest of your diet. Yeah. And they're just going to say, well, if you just reduce sodium, you'll fix your heart and you'll fix all of the rest of any issues it's really that you tied have. to blood pressure specifically, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I, th I think they kind of use it as a blanket statement. They don't want to dive into exactly what you're eating and why you might have astronomical amount of sodium. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, if we're going to nitpick a protein bar right now, I looked up three different protein bars. Pure Protein Quest and First Form, and I'm affiliated with First Form. Sure. Okay, so and these are just take it, it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Oops. So we have it's it all dependent, not necessarily on brand, but flavor of protein bar that you pick. Okay. Okay, because there was a, a pure protein bar as low as 85 milligrams of for sodium. Those, yeah, for one pure protein bar, but then I found a different flavor that was all the way up to 200. Hmm. Okay. I found a Quest bar that was 220, and first a couple of the first form bars ranged between 170 and 370. Is that what this person is considering packed with sodium? Because at surface level, that doesn't. I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem like a ton. Well, and I don't know. I you know didn't ask any further questions uh, at that moment, but um, that that is not a lot of sodium, no. um, especially for the trade-off of what you're getting when you're getting yeah. protein. So if we're gonna look at what what I would recommend in a protein bar, it's gonna be a bigger breakdown, and I think we've talked about this in a, in a different podcast, is the amount of carbs, fats, and proteins, yep. right? If you're looking at a protein bar that has 24 grams of carbs, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it I want, depends on your goal. Yeah, it's good. And, if, and if, I mean, at that point, it's gonna be like just a meal bar. Yeah. Or energy bar. Okay, so you're differentiating. You know, yeah. This is we're talking protein bar talking to get protein, protein in. Yeah. Not I couldn't get breakfast. What should I eat? Yeah. Like if I mean if you're gonna look at I need breakfast. Yeah. yeah let's talk about a well-rounded yeah. macronutrient full bar. But if we're gonna use the word protein bar, let's use the word protein bar and get in enough protein, which I would recommend. I think the 
average that I've seen is like 22 to 26 grams of protein per yeah. bar. That's what I like to see. If it's anything under 20 grams of protein, yeah. it's mislabeled as a protein bar for marketing purposes, and yeah. you can find a better option for yeah. protein. There is a doctor that I follow pretty closely, and I'm going to hopefully not butcher his last name. I'm very it's, excited for this. Uh, <laughs> Dr. James Nicolantonio. Okay. And he recommends... 4,000 milligrams of sodium. Four grams. 4,000. 4,000 milligrams. milligrams. For four grams. Yes. Okay. Yes. Along with 60 to 120 ounces of water, 4,000 milligrams of potassium, and 400 milligrams of magnesium okay. per day to stay properly hydrated. All of which are your electrolytes. Exactly. Yep. So if we have one doctor recommending almost double the daily recommended mm -hmm. amount by the dietary guidelines for Americans just to stay hydrated. This is not even talking about, you know, blood pressure sure. or energy levels or anything like that. I mean, yeah. we have very conflicting news here and um, I, I, I personally am leaning more towards the 4,000 in terms of hydration, electrolytes, brain function, energy levels, everything like that. And when I kind of talk about sodium, I um, kind of go off of, like we, you know, we talk about good fats and bad fats, mm -hmm. you know, and foods that ha are really high in fat, like a McDonald's burger versus salmon, avocado. right? Which avocado, yes. like we're gonna obviously we want to lean towards the salmon, avocado, nuts when we're talking about fat. I like to use the same rule of thumb for sodium. So like I, every morning I put straight pink Himalayan ground up sea salt in a 25 ounce tumbler of water and I drink that every single morning mm -hmm. um, to get in sodium. I'd prefer you do that than eat a Big Mac, <laughs> which is um, 1,010 milligrams of sodium. So you get a gram of sodium from just Big Mac. from that's it, and that's not including fries. Okay, so I would rather you get, Jesus. you know, 4,000. If we're gonna go with Dr. Nicolantonio here on the 4,000 milligrams, where are you getting it from? Yeah. I don't want you to go eat four Big Macs to get that. But if we're adding in pink Himalayan salt, working on electrolyte balance, staying hydrated with every, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. So if we're, again, going back to the question, looking at the amount of sodium and protein bars compared to a Big Mac. You're majoring in the minors here. Exactly. Yeah. So. I think the way I've always like understood it um, is people are, sodium phobic because of sodium is a preservative often heavy in packaged foods yes. to retain shelf stability so yes. you know it's kind of a way saying you should avoid sodium is like a, uh, a quasi way of saying you should avoid processed foods which I think is probably the right message to send yes but you should just say you should avoid packaged foods like you should go go look at like um, 
Um, I forget what the brand is. It's in cursive. It starts with an M, and they do like little package meals, like Michelin's or something like that. Marie Calendar. Marie Calendar. Yeah, whatever. So those things, that those kind of meals are like juiced with sodium yes. to to make sure that they are able to sit on a shelf until a con- it can ship, get to a consumer, sit in the mm-hmm. freezer, buy it, sit in your freezer, yeah. and then you make it six months later. That's what six salt months. Is for. I mean, I would like. I mean, that thing can last forever, years. And the the mistake on salt is that uh, people don't. It's seen as bad, but salt is like an essential new. Like if you didn't have salt, you will die. Yes. If you have too much salt, you will also die. But literally, yes. like we fought in our in our world before our lifetime. But there have been wars fought over salt. People trying to get salt. Yep. You need salt before you had refrigerators. You would. That's how you would preserve meat. Yep. And you were very wealthy if you were able to get salt into your diet. Mm-hmm. Now we kind of have the luxury of, of, of abundance so we can get salt whenever we want. But taking salt out is just as crazy to me as being uh, like demonizing carbs or yes. demonizing fat. Like these are essential nutrients that you need. And when taken from a good source, you're going to have a hard time overeating it. Yes. Like if you are just like, I salt my food liberally as hell. Like I exercise a lot. I drink a lot of water. I sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. So that salt balance likely evens out. I've never had a problem, but I, I eat a lot of salt, and I've never had a problem um, with anything. And again, that's an N equals one. It's not a good excuse, but I think it always comes down to food quality. Like if yep. you are uh, eating, yeah, Mary Callender's or whatever they are twice a day, and you're getting you know six grams of salt in your diet, that's probably it. That's a problem, not because of the salt, but because of the you're just eating mac and cheese and fish yeah. stick stuff all day. Well, and, and I mean, in to kind of build off of exactly what you're saying, you're 100% correct. Like, that's why I think the doctors use this blanket statement. They don't want to dive into your choice yeah. of food. It's easier. And, yeah. So, the, usually, usually, if you're picking easy things like McDonald's or drive-thrus and the frozen food section, you are going to have really high amounts of sodium but i mean okay i i do frozen meals but i do local meal prep companies that make them here in indianapolis shout out herculean herculean that's my favorite i had pulled pork yesterday it was incredible amazing we've got tachos in the freezer right now oh that's my favorite that's mel's favorite too i will devour that but the thing is is those are frozen meals that can last only up to a year if you have them in your freezer, they will go bad after one year. If you put it in the refrigerator, you get seven days out of it. That's mm-hmm. it. So you know that it's not chocked full of sodium compared to a Marie Count. Or, or, no, yeah. we, we keep picking on her, but any of those sued. any of those frozen meals in that section, yeah. like you're gonna you're thinking, oh, I can buy that and eat that for lunch because yeah. it has these vegetables in it. But, I mean, at that point, you're getting almost no nutritional value from any of those vegetables. Yep. Whereas if you buy locally, wherever you're located, you can look up meal prep you companies near it. you. And if not, they'll ship it to you or, for very cheap. Yes. these, you're, This is going to be healthier, a healthier option as far as quick fixes. And I know I completely stepped away from the origin of this question, finding healthiest protein bars, but the word sodium jumped out at me and it was kind of something that like I get passionate about when we kind of villainize certain words or certain substances that nutrients is. Thank you. That nutrients is nutrients is the plural of nutrients. I need more caffeine. (laughs) 
Um, I don't think I've ever looked at the sodium in a content in a protein bar. It's never been a concern of mine. I've had to look at, I've had to measure sodium before when cutting weight. Close to competition, like very close, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. A week or two out. Uh, well, this was this was for nationals, and I had yeah. a lot of weight to lose. So okay. we did we did measure sodium very closely, but I mean, it was the point where I was, like, grinding up pink Himalayan salt, measuring it with measuring spoons, and mm-hmm. putting it in waters and Gatorades and everything like that, mm-hmm. and and hitting a very specific amount of sodium. Yep. Um, How low was it? Do you remember? No, I was high. I needed more. Oh, you needed more? I needed more. Oh. Mm-hmm. How high did you go? I think we, we went to 4,000. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if most people would even have a good way of calculating how much sodium. They, how could you ever know? If you salt your food, it's just like you don't measure the salt. In most cases, yeah. you just sprinkle it and I would, go. I mean, you can put it, I mean, the same, put it into my fitness pal. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're going to. What I would do is like, so how I measured my salt is I did the, I ground it up, put it in a little dish, and then I scooped it out in a measuring spoon. And that's how I salted my food. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of steps to take to eat a dinner. No doubt. But and that's I one had of to. several steps because you've also measured out the food. Exactly. That's just how you had to treat that's sodium. That's how I had, that's how I had to treat sodium by itself. But that was a very specific case. Uh, and that's not what I would highly recommend for right. general population, but that was for competition. Um, and when I say salt, I don't I don't mean table salt. Go get high quality salt. Yeah. Pink Himalayan sea salt is superior. Yeah, that's what I usually get. I'll get a Celtic sea salt from yeah. sometime, but mm-hmm. yeah, you want something that has a nutrient profile when you yeah, look on the package. We're not talking about more. Not just like a stripped salt. of everything white salt. Yeah. You don't. You don't. I mean, that's fine. I guess if that's the only thing you got. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you have that than no salt. But, yes. Because um, you do need salt. It so finish up that stash. Yeah. Don't buy it again. And it's cheap. I mean, salt, to get a nice salt compared to what it is to get cheap salt may feel like, man, I could spend 10 bucks on salt, but you should, that salt That's should last, last you like, a long time. you know, months. Yeah. I mean, maybe six months, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, did, I don't know. Depends on how big of a jar you buy. I go pretty hard on salt. I do too. Um, do you want to touch on, you know, what would you look for in a, in a good protein bar then quickly? Yeah, so, I mean, I, again, I look for the, the amount of protein in it. Do you have a preferred type? Like, do you prefer an isolate? Do you prefer a concentrate? Do you prefer a hydrosolate? Do you not care? I don't. Collagen? I don't really care. Okay. I would just, te- I tend to stay away from anything that's high in soy. A yeah. soy protein. That's, I mean, I'll just avoid that. And... Cheaper is not always better. In protein? In protein. And protein powder or protein bars. I yeah, be, just true. with how it's processed at and if we're looking at why are the cheap ones not the best ones, they're typically processed at a high temperature. Mm-hmm. And so if just think of burning your chicken. Yeah. Right. Protein but if, gets denatured at high yes, levels. Exactly. More so, so than other macros. Yeah, so if you want if you want high quality, it's going to take longer to make. Yep. Because it's a slower cooking process. So you want a nice juicy t- chicken breast. Yep. You cook it slower and lower. It's going to be the same thing with the slow. quality of protein in a protein shake and a protein bar. Yep. So just because you can go to Costco or Sam's Club and get really cheap protein bars doesn't mean you're getting high quality. So, I mean, 
price is a factor. You're not going to necessarily see that on a label. You're not going to necessarily know is this one better or worse based on price. Right. But that's something that you do want to look at. Look up these brands and, and read about how they make their food. Yeah. The reason why I work with First Form is because everything is in a pharmaceutical grade facility. Everything's third party tested. I know for a fact that all of their protein is processed slow and low. Yep. And and whether it's coming from the bar or the the protein mixed drinks, shakes, whatever, I just I trust that company because they will tell you straight up how they make it. Yeah. You can't find that on a company. Yeah. It's mostly Yeah, you gotta care about what you're putting in. Yeah. The equivalent of buying the ninety nine cent um, protein bar is the stopping at fast food. Like you're kind of working in the same yeah. ballpark here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're potentially exactly. you're getting food, you're getting sustenance, but not as good as you probably mm-hmm. could. Well, yeah. I rattled, I rattled on. Sorry, you're good. I definitely stepped on that soapbox. Of no worries. Sodium. All right, all right, your turn. So, to anyone that's listening, it's probably no surprise. I do train mostly guys. Uh, I have a golf emphasis, but so we do often talk about hormones and testosterone. Um, and luckily I am male, so I also know how that works a bit. So I kind of wanted to go over like some high level bullet points, obviously. <laughs> I know this is going to surprise you guys, but I'm not a doctor or an endocrinologist. Soccer, I know. Um, but just like some high level items that you can look at if you're saying, um, you know, maybe you're in a stage before you even want to go get your testosterone checked. You're just like, I want to do what I can do to maximize or have a good, healthy testosterone level. So most of the guys that I train are like, you know, 40 to maybe 60 in that range. So testosterone is definitely on the, the, the downside and decreasing. Um, so oftentimes, you know, that causes energy level dips, loss of muscle, your body composition changes, all that stuff. So things you can do. First thing and most obvious is lifting heavy weights. So much more than cardio, heavy strength training is effective at increasing testosterone. And most of the stuff, uh, yeah, basically all of this stuff, now that I'm looking at it, uh, will also apply in women. So, and women do, shocker, but women do have more testosterone in their body than um, than estrogen. It's just that uh, men have a much higher level of testosterone than women do as well. So, yes. um but lift heavy, heavy being 70 to 90% of your one rep max is kind of a sweet spot for um, testosterone utilization. And you're not going to failure. So you're not trying to like just destroy yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stimulate rather than annihilate. That's corny, but I do love that phrase. Oh, that is a good one. You never heard that before? No. Stimulate, not annihilate. I yeah, haven't. Yeah, I will like be stealing it. growth, not destroy that muscle. Yeah, anyway. yeah I like um, that. But then endurance work pretty sparingly. And again, we're not talking about how do I become the healthiest and live the longest. We're talking about there are give and takes with everything. So we're talking like if you want to live to be 100 and that's your only goal, a lot of cardio is probably great for you. Um, But if you're looking at maximizing testosterone, you would rather spend time doing sprints and some type of high intensity interval than you would long, slow cardio. So... That would be your exercise portion. For diet, you want uh, to make sure you have sufficient, and we'll get into more detail on this, but fat, cholesterol, and calories overall. So without fat and cholesterol, your body's gonna have a hard time synthesizing. It's gonna be impossible to synthesize 
hormones, specifically testosterone. Mm-hmm. So cholesterol is a direct precursor to testosterone. It's frequently, uh, it's why uh, vegans or vegetarians typically have a hard time with testosterone levels. Surely there's going to be some vegan zealot that hears this, or maybe not, who knows, but um, that disagrees, but it's pretty straightforward, cholesterol necessary for testosterone. And calories, so you need to be at least maintenance. You, you're going to have a hard time maximizing your testosterone if you're in a calorie deficit consistently. Yes. Because your body goes catabolic. Testosterone is what's considered an anabolic hormone. It helps build so not mm-hmm. only build muscle, but rebuild tissue. You cut your leg, testosterone is going to help rebuild tissue um, and, and heal things overall. Um, but muscle just happens to be one of those things. So sufficient fat, sufficient cholesterol, sufficient calories, and not low carb. So you don't need a high level. In fact, a high level of glucose would decrease your testosterone. Um, so you need a, a stable amount of carbs. Like you don't want to be keto, and you also don't want to be like, pumping, you know, 400 grams of sugar in per meal or anything crazy. So you need, you know, this is just a spitball, but you're probably going to need the average person, I would say, is broad strokes is probably somewhere between like 150 and 350 grams of carbs. Somewhere in there is probably a sweet spot for you. Yeah. Um, But there's some variance there, obviously. So that's where I would go with diet. Uh, Supplementation, things that um, will be detrimental if you do not have sufficient levels. Zinc. Magnesium and vitamin D. Magnesium is so important for yeah. all hormone health. Yeah. Like and just enzymatic processes yeah. in the body without. Yeah, think think about yeah. Magnesium is like uh, oxygen needed to do multiple things in the body, or water needed to do multiple yeah. things. Whether in the you're body. female or male, yeah. listening to this, no doubt. yeah, you're gonna Mag- need it for hormones. Need magnesium. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for guys, an easy way to do that: uh, ZMA before bed. Yes. Google ZMA as a supplement. It's very cheap. Um, it's easy. I think I probably pay like 12 bucks a month for ZMA and take it every night. Yeah, it's not bad. It's very cheap. And then, so zinc, magnesium, D, and then transitioning to another cheap supplement, creatine. We've talked about it before. Five grams a day, every day, forever for most people. More creatine that you have, the higher your DHT levels, which is your most anabolic substrate of testosterone. You know, it gets a bad rap because it's kind of what causes the thinning of hair, mm-hmm. body hair, um, you know, masculine voice, things like that. But DHT is is something to be conserved because you won't always have it. Um, and then uh, lastly, so lifestyle stuff, sleep, seven to nine hours. There's really not any way around it. We're gonna continue to harp on sleep forever. Um, so I looked at, so sleep apnea is apparently, um, so the stat said one in 15 people have sleep apnea, which is higher than I would have expected. But apparently that is a huge, uh, impact on testosterone today. Yes. Um, you know, it makes sense. Sleep is super important for test and other, um, Go back and listen to our sleep podcast. Yeah. Got it. Um, so Definitely get enough sleep. Find something to track your sleep, at least for a little bit, just so you can get some feedback. Same thing, you need data, mm-hmm. the same way you would log your calories for a while to know what's going on. Otherwise, you're just guessing. Um, and then the last thing uh, for lifestyle uh, factors is just stress. There's kind of an inverse relationship between cortisol, which is your stress hormone, goes up when you're you know, you're know excited uh, or scared or, or, or angry or whatever, so your cortisol mm-hmm. rises direct decrease in testosterone so you want to inverse those the more calm 
meditate, relax, find out your stress management stuff and that works for you is um, will typically have a benefit on, on testosterone. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that guys always think about. Testosterone is, uh, for guys, is oftentimes, like, it's kind of directly correlated to mood, energy, um, results in the gym. It makes effort feel good um, is kind of the new way to look mm -hmm. at it that people think about. Like, you're more likely to want to go do the hard thing, more likely to you know, do yeah. the hard workout when you don't want to. That motivation that everyone's yep. looking for that they yep. can't seem to find. Yep, yep. And typically testosterone is, is at play there. So um, big thing to maximize, not just for guys, but women too, having good testosterone levels is important. I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Everything that you said, yeah. I would encourage a female to do as well. Yeah. Not only just for... I mean, we need testosterone too, of okay? Everyone needs testosterone, everyone needs estrogen. Mm -hmm. So it's what you kind of really went over is going to help your body balance the ratios that you need between all of those. Yeah. And sleep is extremely important. If you're under eating as women, you're going to mess up your cycle, you're going to mess up that metabolism. Like all of those things are gonna be important no matter who you are. It's, I mean, it's a very common topic right now though is increasing testosterone in men yeah. because it, that number seems to be falling even at, at, at younger ages. Yeah. Younger, I mean, yeah. by the time someone gets into 30s now, it's an issue, yeah. which we've not seen that before. So it's extremely important. Uh, one of the interesting things is uh, testosterone will suffer. It's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. So if you have a lot of body fat, it's going to be hard to increase your testosterone. But it's also going to be really hard to decrease body fat without oh, yep. sufficient testosterone. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a grind to get where you, you want to get to. That's why, actually, you would say that the cycles of bulk than cut is probably not actually the right order to do it in. Mm. You would actually rather get lean so then you have a really good hormone profile mm -hmm. and then you can pack then on slabs can, of muscle. Yeah. So you would actually do cut, build, cut, build yeah. would be a better. Um, but if you are starting from scratch and you're, you know, you're as a guy, you're maybe 30% body fat, like you're going to have a tough time at the beginning, but just know that there is a light. It won't be that hard always. You know, once you get down to 25, 22% mm -hmm. body fat, those things are going to start to come in line. It's going to be like you hit those little speed up things on Mario Kart where you're just like, you yeah. got to a point and you're like, phew, and you like take off because your yeah. hormones start to come in line. And now you're like, oh, now I don't have the testosterone of a 50 year old. I have the testosterone of someone my age. Yeah. Now I can get back you know, what, to doing the things that I want to do. What you just said, I often phrase it when I'm talking with clients or potential clients is my goal is to make your body work for you yep. not you work for your body yep. and that's exactly what i mean that first six months to honestly even a year to get your hormone profile where it needs to be to get your metabolism back on track to teach you the underlying habits that you're going to need to have for the rest of your life to the point where i mean i just had somebody who um, had covid they were out for a week then their spouse had COVID, so they were out for another week to avoid bringing it in. Yeah, sure. And then we had the holidays. So mm -hmm. I didn't see this person for almost three weeks, yet he did not, I mean, he maintained. We, wow. didn't, we didn't gain any weight. We didn't lose any weight. We maintained. And I said, this is what we've been training for for the, the last year and a half yeah. was for that to take some time off and for you to not lose progress on any of your goals. 
because we finally have your your profile where it needs to be at your body is now working for you not the other way around yeah that's why the maintenance phase is so it's such a great place to be Mm -hmm. because you can get away with taking a week or two off exactly you have the issues of like do you lose your habits that's like more of a psychological thing but from a physical perspective for most people that are in like good shape you know, for somebody like yourself or me or somebody that's been working out on a regular basis, mm-hmm. like taking a wee off is not the end of the world. No. It really isn't. Like it, it will be worse for my mental state yes. because I just need to burn off that juice. That like I energy, need that. that yeah, um, that mindset. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to go crazy. But like from a physical standpoint, I won't lose much. No. If and anything. I might come back better actually. Exactly. From rest, but. I mean, I'll take a week off of diet come uh, state fair time, and I actually lose weight. Do you really? Yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. I've lost, I lost three pounds my hmm. state fair weeks. Somebody listening is like, you're, I'm not going to say it. I can't finish that. <laughs> I'm screwed up too many if times. If you want to know my methods, come with me. Uh, fried Oreos, <laughs> and that's it. Fried cookie dough. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a little bit long-winded, but we had some really good questions this week, so keep them coming. Um, send them over to at Danny Duro or at UberFitIndy on the gram and share with your friends, please. Have a good one. Bye.